Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. Welcome. Good morning. I'm in uh, Tucson, Arizona this week. I'm at the World Congress of Illumination. I know we've got a number of listeners who are out here for uh, this beautiful gathering. So powerful. And uh, I'm grateful to be here to participate. I'm grateful to connect with you now on the Radio broadcast live from the Lowe's Ventana Resort. And uh, it's a beautiful day here, beautiful day here. So let's begin as we always do with a prayer. So we place our hand on our heart and we give thanks. We give thanks that our life is the life of God. Our hand is the hand of God. Our mind is the mind of God for we are one with the infinite. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and consciously intend to remember and recognize the fullness of love is what we are we're already perfect we can't become any more perfect than we already are and we rejoice this is so we rejoice to let go of playing small and living in lack we're opening ourselves to working miracles In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we share our miracles with everyone. In gratitude, we allow the miracles to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So blessed. Yes. I have a coffee mug. I have a new coffee mug that says, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Something like that, I think. (laughs) Yes. Well, so uh, I tuned in to the course and I got uh, sent to chapter one, section three, paragraph one, atonement and miracles, atonement and miracles. And... It's interesting. Uh, a Course in Miracles tells us that a miracle is when we change our thinking and align with the Holy Spirit's thinking. When we start thinking the thoughts of God, when we move into our right mind, that's a miracle. Right there. Thinking a thought that's true is a miracle. <laughs> and so, giving up. All of our false beliefs, our interpretations, our opinions, our judgments, then there's nothing left but miracles. The miracle starts in the mind. It's that change in thinking, and that change in thought brings a change in form. And so I know we say this all the time, and <clears throat> sometimes people will say to me, Oh, it's so 101, Jennifer. It's so 101. But for anyone who is trying to change things in the world, they may have heard that we work at the level of the mind. But if they're trying to change things in the world by 
moving the chess pieces around or the deck chairs on the Titanic. If the ship is going down, you're moving the deck chairs around on the Titanic. You don't realize that really you can raise the ship with your mind, that you can create a miraculous experience with your mind. And so I'm all about proving God. My year-long Masterful Living course, this is one of the things that I invite everybody to keep their focus on, proving God, because when you start really, truly seeing the shifts and the difference in your life, day after day after day, you start to really get in your awareness, in your heart, in your very being, that you are entitled to miracles. It is natural and normal to live a miraculous life, and that we have the power already. It's pre-installed. So we're looking at this section, Atonement and Miracles, and I am just going to grab a sip of my tea here. Something in my throat. Kind of sticky. All right. It says, I'm in charge of the process of atonement, which I undertook to begin. So this is Jesus telling us. He's in charge. When you offer a miracle to any of my brothers, you do it to yourself and me. So that's when we offer the miraculous thought of love. The miraculous thought of compassion and kindness and generosity. We're offering a miracle when we're willing to see our brothers and sisters as they truly are, not as the world judges them, but to see them as the perfect expression of God's love. Then we offer a miracle to ourselves and to Jesus. It says, the reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. And I I really appreciate this. Right? He's basically saying to us so clearly, he's got his hand out in case we fall. He's already there. He knows that we can do it. He's done it too. And he's got his arms out to catch us if we stumble and fall. So I'm just going to invite you to take a moment and think about where in your life you might feel like you're stumbling and falling. Where in your life do you feel like you're stumbling and falling? That you could open your arms and fall into the arms of Jesus. Allow him to catch you. He's there for us. And this is where the proving God comes in. Because we won't quite believe it until we begin to experience it. So what would that mean to prove it, to experience it in your day-to-day life? When you're feeling like you're stumbling and falling, usually there's anger, there's sadness, there's some form of upset that you're experiencing. So if that's what's going on, here's what you can do. This is what I do. It works really well for me. I pause, like my friend Mary Lanahan says, pause. Take that moment. Take that breath. The breath is so helpful. They say that The angels come in on the breath. The angels' insights, love, and support comes in on the breath. So we take that breath. Right there's our willingness. That's a miracle. (laughs) I have a friend uh, who um, is a songwriter. I have 
few friends who are songwriters, but I have one in particular. Her name is Renee Stahl, S-T-A-H-L. And uh, when she was pregnant with my goddaughter, she formed a, a duet with um, a man named Jeremy. So they have a, a, a duet called Renee and Jeremy. And they do beautiful children's songs that uh, are not um, that are fun for adults, too. And one of the songs she wrote for her daughter... It's, it's the miracle song, and it goes, You're a miracle, uh-huh, a little miracle, oh yeah. You're a miracle, uh-huh, a little miracle, oh yeah. That's the chorus. And we are miracles. We are miracles, and so it's our nature to live a miraculous life, and it's painful not to. It's painful not to. So when we're feeling the distress of not living a miraculous life, not remembering who we are, we take that pause, we take that breath, there's our willingness, little willingness is all that's required, and we partner up. And we can say to our elder brother Jesus, help me now, Jesus. I'm, I'm stumbling. I can use a hand. Help me to see and feel and know clearly. I'm so grateful for your help. I'm so grateful to know and affirm that you will help me. Now, what's so valuable and important to this, this is all about working the miracle. Work it, baby. Work that miracle. (laughs) What's so helpful to us in this process, taking the pause, taking the breath, reaching up in our mind, in our heart, to the higher vibration of Jesus, of the angels, and giving thanks right away that we can do it. We can do that much. We can pause. We, even if we are um, paralyzed, 100% of our, you know, everything from the, the neck down, as they say, we can still pause and take a breath. I think so. Even maybe someone who needs help breathing can pause and focus on that breath because we're breathing anyway, but you take that breath in a conscious way. Breathing the breath of God, inviting the angels, the ascended masters, the company of heaven, Jesus, Beloved Mary, Magdalene, Mary, Mother of Jesus, all that is holy, help me to see and feel and know clearly the truth that sets me free so I can share it with my brothers and sisters. And our song can be a liberation song instead of a a funeral dirge. Help me. Show me the way. Shine a light on the way. Right? I am the mighty I am presence, our higher Holy Spirit self. Both names for the same thing. I am is the way, the truth, and the life. This is what Jesus taught us. The I am is the way, the truth, and the life. People think that uh, he was saying that he was the way. No, the I am is the way. Love is the way. God is the way, the truth, and the life. So we take that breath, we partner up. And right there, we're beginning to experience miracles because we remembered to stop and to partner up. Right there, we're living a miraculous life. And the key here, though, is when we reach upward to that higher vibrational energy, Jesus, one of the things that's important for us to remember and recognize is that we're asking for love and support, which is already given. Of course, Miracle says, asking it is given because it has already been given. It's already there. Everything is pre-installed. And we open ourselves to receive it. That's the real thing there that happens, you see. And that's the miracle. Now we're opening to receive. 
When we're identified with the ego, the ego is uh, in, in it's wanting, needing, craving, but more often than not, it wants to do everything on its own because it wants all the credit and the ego thinks that you get more points if you do it on your own. However, spirit knows that you can't do anything on your own. It's ludicrous to even conceive of it because we're one with each other. So what could we possibly do on our own? Not one thing. Not possible. So dropping that thought is a miracle right there. The willingness to join in the union, the oneness, is so profoundly transformative. It's so profoundly miraculous. Now, what happens, though, is many times when we, when people partner up, they're asking for specific things because they think they know what will make them happy. But that's what Jesus tells us in the workbook. He says, stop thinking you know what will make you happy because you don't. Just stop it. It's it's like you're burning yourself with something that's on fire. Stop it. Stop thinking you know what will make you happy when it's no, you don't. You just don't. So we go to Jesus. And you know what? We really can say, Jesus, you know what will make me happy. I'd like to be happy. I'm willing to be happy. I am boldly willing to be happy. And you might be saying, really, truly, because I um, talk with so many people, you might be saying, I'm, I'm going to be the first person in my family to live a happy life, a joyful life. I believe it can be done, and I believe it can be done with God by me. And I'm going for it. You know, some people, I know a lot of people who are the first person in their family who went to college. What about the first person to be truly, authentically happy? What about the first person to live an amazing, miraculous life? That is far more of an accomplishment, really, than going to college. Lots of people go to college and they're not, they don't feel miraculous and they don't feel happy. So, working the miracle, that's what we're doing here. It says here, Back to uh, section 3 in uh, chapter 1 of the text. The reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. My part in the atonement is the canceling out of all errors that you could not otherwise correct. Bonus! Wow. So errors, errors, mistakes that uh, we have made in the sense of stinking thinking. We've latched on to attachments to false beliefs, crazy thinking. We're going to hand that over to Jesus. And we can hand it over saying, you know, Jesus... I can tell by the looks of my life, I've got some stinking thinking, and I'd like your help in letting it all go, and letting it all be healed permanently, back to the root cause, so I never experience it again, because I'm really done with it. I really do intend to be a happy person, a joyful person, so that people will understand the joy of God's love. I'd like to understand it and share that with everyone and demonstrate it and teach it, broadcast it wherever I go and whatever I do. Freedom, freedom, freedom. So you know the crazy thinking. You know the errors in my thinking. Please take them out of my mind so I never think them again. Make all the corrections for me. I'm willing. I'm so willing. Yes. This is how we begin to truly prove 
God and live a miraculous life. It's extraordinary. So he says, when you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. So what is the atonement? It's the full remembrance or recognition that there's no separation. It never occurred because it doesn't exist, nor could it ever. That's what the atonement is, is that awareness. It's that consciousness. So we can become part of the atonement, part of that awareness, that consciousness. When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. So, doesn't it stand to reason that part of our healing is for us to be willing to recognize the perfection of our original state? Wouldn't it seem naturally to speed the healing of our mind if we would simply recognize, okay, my natural state, when I'm restored to my natural state, I'm going to feel and see and know and understand my perfection, my beauty, my wisdom my wholeness, my harmony, my abundance, and my prosperity. So knowing these things is the restoration. Why not be willing to accept it now? You know, one of the things about the ego is the ego thinks everybody has to earn everything. The ego is always saying things like, oh, that's going to be hard. You have to work hard for it. Work, 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 work. No. The Spirit says, ask and it is given because it already has been given. There's no part of that that says, and by the way, it's a boatload of work. Oh my God, such backbreaking work. There's no part of that in these spiritual teachings. We can be truly renewed in the Spirit. If we choose to, if we're willing, if we desire it. So this is the key to our living a miraculous life and working miracles and demonstrating God's love and God's miraculous nature in our life is our willingness to simply accept that we're already perfect, we're already whole, we're already complete. We're already as fabulous as we can possibly be. We really are. But it's our belief that we're not that has created distortion and painful experiences, deprivation, and lack. So the whole healing of our mind is about accepting our perfection. And for me, I love the affirmation, I am perfect. I am perfect. I am perfect. I am perfect. It took me a moment when I first was led to that affirmation, I am perfect. Ooh, okay. Am I comfortable saying that? I am perfect. I am perfect. Well, I do believe it to be true. So I say, am I willing to live it? I am perfect. I am perfect. Be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And start practicing with that word. Like when you're on the phone with the bank, and they say, do you mind if I put you on a brief hold? Perfect. Take your time. (laughs) Try it. I love to say that to the people who are being of service to me. Sometimes I can find some of that stuff very uh, annoying. It's my ego doesn't like it. You know, my ego doesn't like talking to the thing that says, um, uh, Hi, my name is Tom. I'm a, I'm a system that can respond to full sentences. 
And I think, oh, I'd like to talk to a real person, a real person, a human being. Sometimes I find myself saying, human being, please. Human being, human, human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It can be funny. (laughs) So there's an opportunity for us all day long to name things perfect. I I do have a a thing that I say now to whenever I'm uh, on those service calls with the bank, the insurance company, I was on with the insurance company yesterday and they say, can I put you on a hold? Take your time. Take your time. Because I would like to, I use it as an opportunity for me to remember I'm not a time-bound being, nor will I allow myself to be deluded into thinking I am. Of course, on a regular basis, I start to think, oh, do I have enough time for that? And then I remember, I am eternal. It's just a matter, do I choose to do it now or later Oh, I'm going to be late. Maybe not. Maybe time can be stretched since it's so stretchy, since it's not real, since it's a false system. Maybe it can be stretched. We add some more ones and zeros into the time-space continuum, and then there's more time. (laughs) Labeling things perfect. Oh, you're going to be late. Perfect. Oh, there's no more coffee left. Perfect. I forgot to call them back. Perfect. See, work with it. Work with your mind. See what comes up for you. It's precious. Precious opportunity. Some words are so intensely charged. We can really, truly begin to live a more miraculous life just employing that word perfect and perfection more and more. Perfection. How's your salad? Perfection. Perfection. Wouldn't you like to live in a world where when you taste everything you taste, you ah, oh, it's perfect. Perfection. You walk into a room and the way it's decorated, the way the light is, Perfection, perfect beauty. You have a conversation or a meeting with someone to organize something, and at the end you feel, this was perfect. You run into a friend at the grocery store, it's perfect. You've been meaning to call them. Here they are right in front of you, perfect. Let's have a cup of coffee. Time is expandable and flexible. I'm going to. Go for that. Share the love right now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so often uh, enamored of labeling things imperfect. I know I was. Good Lord. I, that was my power, labeling everything imperfect. So now I enjoy saying, oh, perfect. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, let's see. It's time for me to take a break. And when I go to this break, one of the things um, that you can do is you can sign up for my text messages if you haven't already. So uh, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can go to acimtexts.com and you can also text the word miracles to 35227, 35227. You know, and another thing is, if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio, or you just look for the radio page at livingacourseofmiracles.com, that's where we're keeping the transcripts. So if you're interested in downloading the transcripts, they are free for you there. You can also sign up for the A Course in Miracles text messages there as well. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, 
and I will be right back. How perfect is that? Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back, welcome back, and... So we're talking about working miracles, and uh, of course, the the big theme in uh, Course in Miracles, which I appreciate more with every passing day, I mean that very sincerely, is the power of forgiveness, that the way to live a truly miraculous life is to practice forgiveness. And as I say on every episode, practically, what is true forgiveness? It's releasing your interpretation, the meaning you made of it. It's releasing the past is really what it is. It's standing in the now moment in love and being willing to see that there is a perfection that's operating in through everything and it's relentless and it's inescapable because it's God's will. And our will is God's will. This is one of the clear messages of A Course in Miracles that there's not two wills. There's just God's will. There's the illusion of free will, but like the illusion of time, it's not real. It just seems that it's real. But really, we are of God. So we we can only experience what appears to be imperfection in the world of time and space in the world of illusion and delusion. So God's will for us never subsides. It's always there operating in, through, and around us. And if we're willing, we can actually see it, feel it, know it. And then we can go, oh, that was so perfect. Oh, my God. You know, I I really think that on a spiritual level, we get to that place where we get to say, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, she cheated on me, she stole from me, and now I can see, oh, my God, it was so perfect, so perfect for me to learn that lesson, so perfect for me to get it. Oh, thank you, God, for the incredible perfection jeepers how does god do it it's amazing (laughs) such perfection and i've had experiences my friend where i and i'm so glad i haven't had them in a long time but i've had experiences as most of us have where i felt tormented just tormented by my own thoughts obsessively, compulsively blaming, shaming, complaining, whining, fear, being fearful, anxious, worried, afraid, obsessively just terrorizing myself, unable to sleep or rest or anything. We've all, or most of us, have had those kinds of experiences, but I don't have them anymore, and I know it's because of practicing forgiveness, letting all the interpretations go. And as I was saying in the first part of the episode, really partnering up with Jesus and saying, okay, Jesus, I don't know what the highest and best is for me. I don't know what will make me happy. I really don't. I could guess, but I don't actually know, except God's love in my heart, that makes me happy. So, Jesus, you know the clearest, most direct path to my happiness, to my abundance, to my joy, to my wholeness, to my freedom. Take me there. Show me the way. Lead me step by step in the most perfect way 
I know you can do it. I know you will do it. I know all I have to do is ask. I'm asking now because I'm willing now. I'm offering up all attachments, all cravings, all aversions, all addictive and compulsive tendencies and temptations, the addiction to thinking I'm wrong, the addiction to thinking I'm right, the addiction to thinking this one's bad, the addiction to whatever distraction. I give it to you, my dear, dear friend Jesus. Right? Got a friend in Jesus. What's that song? (laughs) Yes. And I'm grateful for my friendship. I am grateful that there's a perfection to everything. And you can show it to me. You can help me feel it and know it and see it and recognize it. And then I can turn right around, hold up my hand to my brother and say, There's a perfection to what you're going through. Here, hold my hand. I'm holding Jesus' hand. We're going to do this together. Oh, look, Jesus is now going to hold your other hand. I got one hand. Jesus got your other hand. Jesus got my other hand. We're going together. We're going together to the world in which we're happy, the new heaven and the new earth. Oh, how wonderful. It's another miraculous day for us. How perfect. (laughs) Seriously, I talk to myself like that. And it helps me. It helps me. It helped me so much when I used to be so afraid and worried and so angry all the time. Really helped me to talk with myself that way. And to talk with Jesus. To really do it. It works. It works. It works. You know, I am here at this conference, the World Congress of Illumination, which is, uh, this is the 31st one. It's the first one I'm attending. I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do my best to always attend it, no matter what. This is often the time when my family has vacation, but we're having it uh, at the end of the week. Next week, I'll be on vacation, but I'm going to still do the radio show. I, I pretty much, uh, I'm undeterrable from doing the radio show. I enjoy it, and I feel the connection so much. So, All right, let's go back to the text here. I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso, which I made on the break. Oh, here we go. As you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. Listen to my voice. Learn to undo error and act to correct it. How do we undo error? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, baby. I, I, I really prefer non-judgment. Let my judgments go. Let my people go from the judgments. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Right now in this world, I was watching the news a bit earlier watching there's so much learning happening now oh my god yes the darkness is being brought to the light we just had over the weekend this woman who was murdered at a demonstration uh regarding white supremacy and the confederacy and glorifying the confederacy and um and the the struggle that our president had with just denouncing racists and white supremacists, and even you know our you know political leaders really challenged some of them to um, say this is racist behavior, this is racist rhetoric. They are supported by the white supremacists and. They don't wish to lose that support. And then you have this, uh, I thought, was really powerful that uh, these white supremacists were marching with these tiki um, torches. And the manufacturer of the tiki torches um, put out a statement that said, 
we don't support what's happening with our tiki torches. This is not what they're made for. They're made for entertaining and fun with friends and family and not not for marching uh, white supremacists. And what I feel so strongly is that these events are occurring so we can we the light workers but everyone can put our attention on them and make more loving choices and make different decisions so when we're watching the news it's important to remember to laugh I know, how can you laugh at someone being murdered? That's not what I'm saying. But we can, we can laugh at other things that, se- that seem uh, mean or crazy. We can remember to have a sense of humor and rather than go into condemnation when someone says something crazy or mean, we can remember to stay light-hearted because our becoming heavy-hearted, not that it's wrong, but does it help? Does it help? So for me, I've had to look very intently at when, if I become sad, I mean, I was listening to the mother of the precious young woman who was murdered at the demonstration. I was listening to her mother, who's now a spokesperson for the light. And even now remembering it, you know, I started to to cry for the way that we choose in this world to wake up. Sometimes we choose the painful way instead of the joyful way. But then I can take a deep breath and say, well, we're still waking up, aren't we? And there is no death. There is no death. There is no death. So the pain and suffering, which is temporary, which is in the mind, feels so real. The death feels so real. But still, the death is not real. We're eternal. We're infinite. We're all together forever. And in the end, as Jesus is telling us in this section, he's he's there waiting at the end of the exploration. So the image that Spirit's giving me right now is like riding a slide or a ride, amusement park ride to a house of horrors. And Jesus is waiting there at the end. Now, I have gone willingly into a house of horrors and been frightened and come out the end and felt this great relief and this great joy come out into the light and went, wow, that was intense. Did you hear me screaming? I was screaming. Oh, my God. My heart was pounding when that thing jumped out. I screamed, what was that? Did something touch me? Oh, my God. That was intense. That was so intense. And somebody will say, let's do it again. <laughs> remembering to laugh. Remembering to laugh. We're not laughing at anyone. We're remembering to laugh because we've created a house of horrors. And there at, at the end... In the light is Jesus holding out his arms, saying, I'm right here. I got you. None of this is real. So that's not to say that one one choice in this world is of no consequence or that it doesn't matter. That's a totally different thing than saying it's not real. Because for me, this awareness... Uh, and cultivating a miraculous mind requires me to see that every choice I make matters. Because every choice I make is either opening up to love or closing down to love. There's no middle ground. There's no 
passivity here. There's just, I'm making the higher choice or the lower choice. I'm raising myself up and bringing everybody with me, or I'm lowering myself and a drag on the system. And that awareness helps me to remember, you know what? Maybe this is perfect. Maybe this is perfect. Because clearly is how we have chosen to learn. So in their way, the people who seem to be against the light, blocking the light, they serve the light. Because we all do. We all do because we are of the light. And there's no other game in town. There's no other thing. There's just the light. So even when we have the experience of blocking the light or seeming to dismiss the light or ignore the light or avoid the light, there's still something that's being gained. Some learning because, let's face it, if you're living in a a community where 99 out of 100 people are choosing pain and suffering, they're choosing separation, they're choosing lack and limitation, but there's one person there who seems to be choosing love and extending a hand and being generous and you see that they're happy and that they're they're healthy and that they're prospering and well some people will turn against that person and try to uh, run them out of town for being different and saying oh they're a witch you, you know but other people will say i want to know what they know I, i'll have what she's having So we learn through contrast, and those who choose to block the light, they're showing us the contrast. Let's do as Martin Luther King Jr. advised us to do, which is to remember that if we hate the hater, we're just magnifying the hatred. And we're not going to change anything. We're not going to heal anything. Let us be as Jesus taught us to be and to turn the other cheek, which means to really offer something new. To offer something else. So we're, rather than complaining about the haters, let's have compassion for them. Because it's not easy to be a hater Let's have some compassion for them. And let's hold in our heart, in our mind, that, that all of that is being healed. And that we are working miracles in our mind. As you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. Listen to my voice. Learn to undo error and act to correct it. So that's releasing the judgments. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability because conviction comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential. The achievement is its expression. And the atonement, which is the natural profession of the children of God, is the purpose. So the power to work miracles belongs to you. Pre-installed, baby. I will provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing. So that's our daily prayer. I am ready and willing to be a miraculous expression of God's love in my life today. I claim this day as perfect. At the end of the day, you can look at the choices that you made, and you can see where, oh, I had an opportunity to be a perfect expression of love, and I chose not to. Hmm. I'm going to name that perfect, and I'm going to see it, see how I feel about it. Okay. I could have been more loving there. Next time, 
I get that opportunity. And Jesus, I know you're going to give me another one. Thank you, God. I'm going to choose the higher path. Yes, I'm making that decision now. Pre-deciding. And this is how we work the miracles every day. So good. Speaking of working miracles, speaking of forgiveness, got a bunch of things coming up. Working on the next Living a Course in Miracles series. And it's going to be about taking taking the, the miraculous life into your workplace. Really working the miracles. And uh, in October, three events at the Art of Living Retreat Center in North Carolina. There's the Weekend of Freedom Retreat, which is a conference kind of a thing with um, David Fishman, John Mundy, Regina Dawn Akers, a bunch more people. And we're going to have a, a wonderful time. Then the following weekend, second weekend in October, my Forgiven Be Free Retreat. I'm timing it so you can come do the deep work with me. And I do mean deep work. We're going to let the stuff go. And then we are going to be ready and available for the rest of the year, living miraculously and having very different experiences with our family, with ourselves, with all the holiday stuff and closing out the year so that we start that new year with a totally different mindset, really available to have next year be the very best year of our lives. This is what I'm going for. I know right now, today, it's August 15th. It seems uh, it's hot as Hades here in Tucson, though it was hotter in Phoenix (laughs) where I was last week. Um, It's hot, but I'm telling you, Christmas is coming. And and so let's lay the groundwork for a miraculous life together. I know if you're interested. Oh, and then I have my spiritual counseling training intensive uh, middle of October. It's the last one of the year. You can combine it with the Forgiven Be Free retreat. Uh, people love to do that. It's so profound. And that's my last spiritual counseling training intensive of the year. And uh, then we start Masterful Living, January 1st. I love it. And I love you. So let's let's turn within here. And I place my hand on my heart in deep gratitude for all the people who tithe and support this radio show. Thank you and bless you. So grateful for the transcriptions, for uh, which allows the deaf to be able to engage in this radio show. So grateful for all the things that uh, your donations make possible and the Living a Course in Miracles classes that are coming. So we're grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and to recognize the fullness of God's love is what's happening in our life, in our heart, and that we are perfect and we're already free. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. We're finding our way to joy. In gratitude, we give thanks to let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week.